Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hello all, Eric Rivenis with the Most Notorious Podcast here. Each week I interview an author or historian about a historical true crime, tragedy, or disaster. Subject matter ranges from gunslingers to Gilded Age murder to gangsters to fires to pirates to wild prison breaks. My guests bring their incredible knowledge directly to you. Please subscribe to Most Notorious on your favorite podcast app. Cheers and have a safe tomorrow. Southern Gothic is a podcast that explores the history behind some of the American South's darkest days, greatest mysteries, and most chilling ghost stories. Hey y'all, so last week we took the railroad right on down to Mississippi and explored the very real events behind the old song, The Ballad of Casey Jones. Well, as I said in that episode, train songs were awful popular, but while I was researching, I found that not all of them are about a hero like Casey Jones or John Henry. Some are actually about outlaws, men who dare stand up against the establishment that are keeping folks down. And in the process, they ain't afraid to engage in a little bit of violence. Of course, this tradition of outlaw ballads extends beyond railroad songs, but when it comes to them old train songs, there is one that has stood the test of time. A song that, much like the ballad of Casey Jones, is about a real-life individual. But this song not only explores the culture of early railroading, It also delves into the racial issues that arose in the post-Reconstruction South. It's about a man who became a bit of a legend during his time, an outlaw named Railroad Bill. Sometime around 1893, folks down in Alabama began trading stories about a black man who was armed with a rifle and hitching rides on the Louisville and Nashville Railroad. There, he'd steal goods off the train and either sell them for cheap or just straight up give them away to the needy. As a result, some members of the black community saw this outlaw as a modern-day Robin Hood who was brazenly righting the wrongs of the Jim Crow South. But on the other hand, the white establishment saw him as a threat and vehemently wanted to stop him. But Railroad Bill didn't achieve legendary status for evading the authorities just once or twice. Rather, it's because he got away with it over and over again. He was always one step ahead of those trying to catch him, and when that wasn't enough, Bill wasn't afraid to use violence to escape the law. And for a time, 
That is exactly what he did. One night in March of 1895, L&N workers discovered that Railroad Bill was sleeping on a water tank near the tracks. They attempted to apprehend him, but Bill pulled out his rifle and fired at them before escaping on a passing train, eventually disappearing into the woods. A manhunt commenced, but no sign of Bill could be found. After that exchange, rumors began that Railroad Bill was no normal outlaw, and fantastic stories started to emerge that described escapes that no regular man could have pulled off. One tale claimed that in the middle of a manhunt through the woods, a posse was on his trail when they were confronted by a small brown dog. The dog appeared out of nowhere, drawing their bloodhounds off of Bill's trail before it just disappeared into the night. Another tale even suggested that he had the supernatural ability to change himself into an animal and that's why he was so elusive. Author Carl Carmer chronicled one of these tales in his book, The Hurricane's Children, Tales from Your Neck of the Woods. So the sheriff decided Railroad Bill must be hiding under the low bushes in the clearing. He began looking around. Pretty soon, he started a little red fox that lit out through the woods. The sheriff let go with both barrels and his shotgun, but he missed. After the second shot, the little red fox turned about and laughed at him a high, wild, hearty laugh. And the sheriff recognized it. That little fox was Railroad Bill. It's stories like this that fueled people's imaginations, and soon enough, some claimed that Bill might actually be a powerful conjure man. Obviously, that's probably more folklore than anything, but while some members of the black community celebrated him for his exploits, newspapers described Railroad Bill in the most despicable ways imaginable, manipulating the story to promote the narrative that newly emancipated black Americans, quote, needed to be controlled. This is where the legend of Railroad Bill, the Railroad Robin Hood, and possible shapeshifter began to have truly lethal consequences. On April 6, 1895, a posse of railroad company detectives tracked a man who they believed was Railroad Bill to Baymanette, Alabama. But when they attempted to capture him, he opened fire and Deputy Sheriff James H. Stewart was killed in the gunfight. A $500 reward was then posted in Mobile for his capture, identifying Railroad Bill as a man named Morris Slater. Back in 1893, Slater had escaped a convict lease turpentine camp in Escambia County, Florida, with a rifle in his possession. When a local policeman attempted to stop him, a scuffle ensued, which left the lawman dead and Slater on the run. He was last seen hitching a ride out of town on a train and folks say that that was the day that Railroad Bill was born. In spite of all of this violence, the final straw didn't come until the summer of 1895, 
when Bruton, Alabama Sheriff E.S. McMillan tracked Railroad Bill back to Florida. There, on the night of July 4, 1895, McMillan was shot and killed by Slater while he was trying to apprehend him. The Encyclopedia of Alabama writes, The killing of McMillan marked a turning point and greatly expanded the efforts in both Alabama and Florida to hunt Railroad Bill down. Despite the increase in manpower, the outlaw remained at large, robbing trains and reportedly selling goods to impoverished people for prices lower than the local merchant stores, as well as engaging in occasional shootouts with lawmen and Alabama authorities. All the while, his legend grew, especially in Alabama's African-American community. Although the majority of black citizens condemned Railroad Bill's actions, many also admired his courage and audacity. Unfortunately, this extreme desire to take Railroad Bill down also meant that in the Jim Crow South, no black person was safe from the entirely unwarranted accusations that they were either Railroad Bill himself or guilty of aiding and abetting him. And while there's no telling how many suspects suffered beatings and false imprisonment due to this, there are dozens of newspaper reports that support the rampant injustice that it caused. In fact, some entirely innocent men were even killed. On July 16, 1895, the Pine Belt News ran a headline that said, Wrong Man Shot. The article was exactly what you'd expect. A man mistakenly identified as Railroad Bill was shot and killed. But tragically, this wasn't the only one. Similar reports can be found all over the Deep South, from Mississippi, Florida, Georgia, and even Texas. Eventually, the lawmen did catch up with Morris Slater. On March 7, 1896, he was gunned down at Tidmore and Ward's General Store in Atmore, Alabama. Some say he was ambushed that day, and others that he was shot while enjoying a meal. Slater's body was then interred at St. John's Cemetery in Pensacola, Florida. While Railroad Bill was certainly a controversial figure in his time, his legacy has survived over a century as a symbol of the racial divide in the post-Reconstruction South, a legacy passed down through song in the early 20th century. The earliest recording of the tune, named simply Railroad Bill, was by Riley Puckett and Gid Tanner in 1924. But it was famed musicologist Alan Lomax who likely cemented its place in history with a version he recorded by Vera Ward Hall in 1939. Over the years, all sorts of musical artists have recorded their own versions of the song, including Bob Dylan and John Jackson. And if y'all want to check some of these out, I've gone ahead and made a Spotify playlist for your enjoyment with the link in the show notes.
Today, a red Alabama Legends and Lore marker stands near the railroad tracks in Atmore, Alabama, where Morris Slater's life came to a violent end. Erected just recently in 2021 by the Alabama Folklife Association and William G. Pomeroy Foundation, it reads simply, Railroad Bill immortalized in folk songs, outlaw Morris Slater robbed L&N trains, gave to poor, long evading capture, killed near here in 1896. My name is Brandon Schecksnyder, and you've been listening to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independent podcast produced by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksnyder. If you're a fan of the show and would like more content, be sure to join us over on Patreon or become a premium subscriber on the Apple Podcast app. There, you'll receive access to both ad-free and monthly bonus episodes. For more info on Southern Gothic, be sure to visit southerngothicmedia.com today. And as always, thanks for listening. Lucky Lady Shacks. Hello, my name is Matt, host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures. It can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, what's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.